0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Taco Bada Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. Hey you guys, welcome back to the podcast and happy Taco Tuesday to you or whatever day you're listening to this too. Uh, Excited to be back, especially after what was a very eventful weekend and I'm going to share a little bit more about that, but first let's go ahead and talk about the taco of the week, which I hope all of you try because not only is it healthy and delicious, but it's full of foods that are anti-inflammatory. I have been uh, switched over to more of a diet that consists of anti-inflammatory foods for you know a variety of different reasons, just with how much I train. And my body's a little inflamed right now. So uh, regardless, I think that if you've ever experienced any sort of bloating or just uncomfortableness after you eat certain foods, certain foods that I have featured in the taco this week could actually help with that. So if you're really down for that and want to go and give it a try, go ahead and check out the show notes before you leave the episode today to grab the recipe card. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, I am so thrilled y'all because this past weekend I had the opportunity to do something that doesn't happen often. Um, I'm really big on getting yourself in the environment of People that you one day want to be, people that you admire, that you look up to, or at least close enough to it. Uh, so for example, this past weekend, I had the opportunity for any of you that are in the obstacle course racing world, or even know anything about the Atkins diet for that matter, uh, I got a chance to spend a couple of hours with Ryan Atkins and his coach Graham And they are two just absolutely phenomenal human beings. You can tell that they absolutely care not only about the sport, but elevating people's life through the sport and the type of training that they do. And I got to spend um, a couple hours with them doing a workshop around mindset, which is amazing because y'all know clearly a mindset person, but also around ins and outs and tips and tricks of how to tackle obstacle course racing. And it was just really, really cool. And so one of my favorite parts of the entire thing that they did was they talked about their pillars of performance. And we're going to jump into that. But before I do that, I want to make a side note because I think that this is the perfect vibe to set off the podcast on. And as they were talking, A lot of things that they were saying were things that I really resonated with, were things that I maybe already knew or needed to be reminded of, things that I really believed and trusted in. And as I was sitting there, they asked me this question, what is your biggest aha moment? Like, what is the lesson you're going to walk away from this workshop with and actually just like really dig deep into it? And what I wrote down Was Holy cow, I realized through listening to some of the best people in the entire world at what they do, hearing them say certain things made me realize that I already have everything that I need within, that a lot of the information and the things that they spoke are things that I've known, believed, identified with for so long that I need to spend more time trusting myself and listening to my intuition and actually going with my intuition and that was such a powerful takeaway for me. I know a lot of people walked into the event thinking that they were going to learn how to run a faster race, learn obstacle course tips, and we, we, we got all of that good stuff. It was amazing. But I had, I, I think I was probably one of the only ones that had that big aha moment of just how important it is in life to just trust yourself and to trust the voice inside your head. And I know that the voices inside of our head can be sometimes really skewed. But you know what I mean when it comes to your intuition, that gut feeling that you have of whether something is good or bad for you, whether it's something you should go after or not go after. And so that is just how I want to start off, um, you know, really bringing in the topic of this podcast with talking not only about their pillars of performance, but tapping into your highest performance is a lot of it starts with getting silent enough to listen to yourself and to listen to that gut intuition and trusting in that. And if you guys have followed the podcast for the last couple of months, you know that that is something that I've been really working on uh, in Ninja, in DECA, just in my life, actually listening to myself and just this idea of faith and trusting in my path. And so that just really hit home for me. But overall, that's what I want you to get to start this off with is if you really want to tap into your highest performance, which is what we're going to talk about today and some of the pillars that they mentioned, I believe that a lot of it starts off with the ability and the openness to listen to yourself first and really trust in everything that you have and what these steps or these pillars are going to do. It's going to bring out what's already within. So that way you can continue to trust it and just build on everything that's already there. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So with that being said, let's go through their lists. So again, they called this their pillars of performance. And I agree with every single one of them. I think that some of them overlap. And what they did is they obviously went through each of the pillars. And I, that's what I wanna do is I wanna share from high-level athletes, people that are the best in the world at what they do, along with adulting and being human beings, how they've been able to accelerate their performance not only in their sports but within their life and anything that they go after and with each of these i want to give you my personal spin like if this was my masterclass, like this is what i would say about these different pillars so there's six of them so the very first one is to identify your ability to train and compete this one is so important. So we just, let's let's just say as like a asterisk before, right? We, we've just said, okay, I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to really just like tap into my intuition. Okay. But let's just say that that is the overall step numero uno. And then these are like the subset. Okay. <laughs> Identify your ability to train and compete. The first thing that I thought of when they said that was what is your current season of life? And recognizing that if we were to go hard, 365 days of the year, never take an off season, always think that we have to do more and be more and accomplish more, we would literally run ourselves into the ground. In fact, I think that's how a lot of us already operate, even though we don't think that we do. We think that we're never doing enough. That's like me in a nutshell. If there's anything that I've learned about this year, it's that the season's there's a, there's a reason for every season, first off, okay? So the season that you're going through, there's a reason for it. So obviously take the time to learn the lesson, but take the time to honor it, right? And recognize that, yes, you might have really be goals to go and accomplish something personally, professionally, whatever that looks like, but maybe your capacity right now to do that isn't allowing for that. It doesn't mean that you'll never have the chance to go after that, but maybe right now trying to go after it is not going to set yourself up for the best success. In fact, you might fall out of love of it and you might just get really frustrated and disappointed to the point where you never want to tackle it again, right? Because when we create those experiences, we tend to not want to touch them again. We tuck them away in that closet and hope to never reopen it. So what if we just got really honest with ourselves and just actually took a time to be silent and reflect and say, okay, what is it that my heart is truly pulling me towards right now? And does my current season of life allow for that? And knowing that it's okay if it's not, and it has nothing to do with you, it doesn't mean that you're wrong, again, it doesn't mean that's never gonna happen, it's just right now, the cards are not in the deck. And so maybe we need to figure out, okay, what is it that I need in this season of life that I could be really intentional about that could then set me up in maybe the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months, whatever the scenario is, to then maybe chase after that. I promise you, and this is, again, where that asterisk step is going to come in of trusting yourself and trusting your gut. This is where you really got to dig deep and listen to that and be completely honest with yourself. So I love this idea of identify your ability to train and compete. Um, And again, this doesn't just have to be athletics. It could be anything in professional life, for that matter, or personal life. Just figure out what that looks like for you in this season of life and be really real on that. And This, I think, also goes along with expectations. (laughs) We have this expectation of, you know, certain things that we have to hold ourselves to certain standards. We have to achieve certain things. I think this plays just as big as a part of that is maybe check your expectations in addition to what your current capacity is and make sure that those align for whatever season of life you are in and whatever it is you choose to go after in the season. So that was pillar number one. Pillar number two, consistency of training and doing so with intention. That was the big part that they added on, which I love this idea of intention because you can be consistent every single day at one thing. But if you really want to seek out that higher performance, there has to be intention behind it. And so you can't just go after anything if you're expecting to one day blow something off the, you know, off the rails. You have to think about how do you intentionally want to attack every single day? Again, considering pillar number one, what season of life you're currently in and what capacity you are able to give. So I think that this one's pretty easily said and done. Find the thing, like the one thing. And figure out what are the different things that are going to allow for you to accomplish the one thing. Figure out within those multiple steps that you can take, what is this thing or two or three maybe at most that you feel like match your current season of life that you're in and then find a way to be consistent with it intentionally. Not just do it, but like intentionally put time and effort and energy into what it is that you are doing right? And I'm actually going to, because I really feel like one of their other pillars really matches well with this. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw it in there and kind of make it a twofer. But they said, prioritize your practice based on your biggest potential return on your efforts. So this idea, there's a couple different things that I'm thinking of here. But when I think of intention, I think of, okay, let me give you an example. Actually, this will work really, really well. I have another DECA fit competition coming up on June 24th. And I'm thinking, okay, between now and June 24th, I obviously need to take time for my low impact work for getting back up to speed and then tapering off all the things, right? Like I'm thinking about everything at a high level here. I know that when it comes to, I'm sorry, not the DECA fit, the DECA strong, when it comes to that competition, I crushed events one through seven but I really struggled events seven through 10 because that's where my body gave out after that stupid bike. (laughs) Oh my gosh, dear Lord Jesus, that bike is something. Uh, If you've been on that bike, you know what I mean. Anyways, enough said there. But my intentionality is like, okay, how do I get better and more efficient at the bike and whatever follows the bike? And so what I did when I first was getting ready for this strung that I just had two weeks ago or last weekend, two weeks ago, whatever, is I was like, okay, the box overs used to be the death of me. So did the row and the row led right into the box over. So I need to figure that out. So I intentionally practiced the first four events over and over and over again until I was able to find a pace, until I was able to find a strategy that felt really good for me and just get more confident and comfortable with the movements. Nonetheless, here I go. I wasn't even breathing super heavy once I got to that bike. And I was like, whoa, that specificity really really helped because it was intentional and so I think that this goes really well and this is actually their fourth pillar to prioritize your practice based on your biggest potential return on your efforts I think that that just goes really well with it you want to think about okay let's say that time is a limiting factor for you and you only have so much energy and effort to give okay well what is the one thing that's going to give you the biggest return on your potential Okay. If you know that your potential is XYZ, what is the one thing that's going to help you get even closer to that potential? So again, finding that intentionality, really prioritizing your efforts there. I only practiced DECA once, maybe at most twice a week. And just in those three to four weeks leading up to it, I saw huge, massive gains. So time shouldn't almost be a limiting factor in this. It's just being consistent of once a week, twice a week being really intentional about the things that are going to move the needle that much further, okay? So I think those two go together really, really well, and hopefully you were able to catch that, okay? So that was pillar number one, pillar number two, and pillar number four. Jumping backwards to pillar number three, become a student of your craft. This one is a no-brainer, okay? But I think we miss the point of this option because every time that I feel like we go to attempt something or just be like especially in competitive sports, but just when we go to do things, we sometimes A, either don't do it and shy away because our perfectionism kicks up or B, get upset because we didn't meet our perfectionist expectations (laughs) and therefore maybe not try again or just again, get really disappointed and beat on ourselves to the point where it's no longer fun. It's no longer enjoyable. So becoming a student of your craft, thinking about that in a way of, okay, just because I'm choosing to go to competitive on this, maybe I'm already really good at it, does not mean that there's not more to learn. And when I'm able to stick myself in that chair of a student, I'm not thinking about perfectionism. I'm just thinking about my hunger to go and learn everything that I can about the small details. For example, I have a Spartan race. I know, so many races and competitions. Spartan race that's coming at the beginning of June. I'm thinking, okay, Right now, this is my big priority is DECA, but I still want to put up a really good Spartan race. So if my focus is DECA, but I really want to have a good Spartan race, what is the one thing that I can focus on? Again, you're going to see a trend here with all these things, how they're connected, that I can specifically focus on to get better at my Spartan racing? Well, for me, it's the transitions of getting in and out of the obstacle quicker. But more importantly, I have this fear around the running piece of it because my knees with some of the inclines and the declines, they've they've shot out. They literally have just given out in like the last mile of the race. And so my little thing is, okay, how am I going to learn how to be a better trail runner? And so that's all I'm focused on right now. Obstacles, honestly, not even really worried about. That I can practice the week leading up to of how I want to get in and out of things. But to be honest, I'm not even sure what I'm going to face. So spending my time there probably not going to help me too, too much. However, the trail running i know i will face <laughs> so if i just take that little piece then hopefully i will see some sort of return on investment by just again focusing on that one little piece and it's again this idea of not perfectionism but just being a student just allowing for myself to learn and get excited about the learning and finding the joy in the learning people ask me what i do with majority of my time when i'm not with clients when I'm by myself, I'm learning. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm listening to podcasts and all the things, and that's actually going to lead me perfectly into the fifth pillar that they have, which is put yourself in an environment that is going to support your success. You, actually, I'll we'll start here. When I decided that I was going to change my life and lose seventy five pounds and just basically change the trajectory of who I was and what I wanted to do it felt really, really lonely, especially when the people I was around were people that were toxic, people that didn't have the same beliefs or weren't going in the same direction that I wanted to go. I had few and far in between and those people, I held on to them really, really tight. But the majority around me, at least for those I was spending several hours with, they weren't positive influences. And so when I made that decision, I had to be okay with being alone. And physically putting myself in environments where I felt like I could succeed even when it was really inconvenient or I'm sorry, inconvenient to do so. And so if you feel like right now that you are on a journey that you know you are supposed to be on, like you're listening to your gut intuition, you feel it so freaking deeply, you're supposed to be there, know that you're in the right spot even if you feel alone in it, okay? And really dive into that, really, really grasp on and learn at getting good at being alone. And the reason why I wanted to segue into this is because I just mentioned that I was talking about podcasts and books and YouTube videos. I, when I first started, again, I didn't have a ton of people, but that didn't mean that I couldn't still put myself in environments that helped and served me. And my environments were the books that I started off reading to start my day. Truly, it was. It was listening to podcasts, listening to people, listening to the mentors, the people that I admired and I thought were aspirational. I listened to them from afar. And what's really cool, and I have goosebumps saying this as such a full circle moment, as I think about that girl and literally at the, the circle of people she was around to flash forward to a few years now. I... Like am on a first and last name basis now with Ryan Atkins. Like him and I just like randomly are chatting it up on Instagram. And you know I I am in a circle of people on national television on American Ninja Warrior. And I'm an American Ninja Warrior. Like what? (laughs) It's absurd. So what feels really lonely right now? You guys will not always feel really lonely. You will get there, but you have to again trust your intuition, trust yourself and the path that you're on. Stay consistent with it. Keep your head down, and I promise you. The toxicity will lift from your life in some capacity. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be hard. So expect that. And you're going to not only attract the right outcomes, but the right people to your life. And when you start attracting the right people to your life, that is where you have that choice every single day is you have to put yourself in the environments that are best going to prepare you to succeed. That's why I went and spent, you know, I dropped money on being a part of this workshop because Yeah, does it make sense for me to like drop a bunch of money in certain circumstances? No, no one wants to spend a bunch of money on stuff. However, I know that where it is that I want to be next, I need to surround myself with those circle of people, even if I feel really far away from getting to that level. When you get in that room, when you get in that kind of situation with that caliber of people, guys, you level up in ways you never thought was possible. So I want you to think about that going into this week, right? or going into your day, is how can you change up your environment to prepare you for success? Is it the podcast? Is it the book? Is it going and hiring a coach? Is it going to that meetup? Like, whatever it is, get there and make it happen because I promise you, and especially as as scared crapless, you might be showing up to one of those things or actually like pressing play on the book or whatever the case is, it's going to help and it's going to change your life and you're going to be so freaking thankful that you did. And this is the final sixth pillar that they give, which is humility is your superpower. I think this perfectly wraps and combines everything that at the end of the day, you are human and you should treat yourself and others as if you were human, right? Like we all make mistakes. We all have ups. We all have downs. We all fall apart. We all have our moments of greatness, right? Humility is everything. When you lead from humility... you you find gratitude, you find joy in the process, you're able to again step into that that spot of being a lifelong learner rather than the person that's always feeling pressure to know it all. Things, they get more fun and they get more rewarding and impactful. And why do things? Why shoot after goals? If it's not going to create any impact in our lives and in others people's lives. And when you are humble about certain things and you show that kind of humility throughout your journey, I think what's amazing about this is that you, again, you're attracting these outcomes and these people to your life. And then you get to not only attract them, but you get to impact them. And that is the most rewarding part about what I do now is, you guys, I'm not perfect. I stumble over my words on this podcast all the time but I'm real and I'm genuine and I care about my audience and what they're going through and that's why I'm so real. I share everything and every little thought that I have to relate and and make you guys feel heard on the other side of the microphone. And um, that's my superpower is being able to make people feel like they're not alone and to have hope that they can give themselves options too. And you have that same superpower. You just have to let go of the expectations of others and of yourself. You have to let go of All of this pressure to be perfect, let all of that go. Lean into these pillars, do something that lights your heart on fire, or start trying a bunch of things that could potentially light your heart on fire. And then, through that, hopefully, you find that thing that really is pulling you right now in the season of life and just go after it. Create that impact in your life and then pay it forward to someone else that needs to hear your story. It is one of the coolest things that you can do in this lifetime is go after someone and turn, or go after someone, go after something and literally turn behind you and give that gift of hope and love and joy and impact to somebody else, okay? With that being said, you guys, thank you so much for showing up for you. I do wanna leave you with one last really funny thing that they did say. (laughs) Uh, If you are an overthinker, just like myself, and you are getting ready to do the big event, the big race, whatever it is that it is that you're about to do, when it's time, or maybe you get caught off guard, when it's time to go and it's time for you to perform, all you gotta say is F it, (laughs) literally, right? It disrupts the brain process. It takes the pressure off and it puts you into that state of bring it on." Whatever it is that you've thrown at me, universe, life, whoever, I'm prepared because I chose not to quit. I chose to be consistent. I chose to be intentional. More importantly, I chose to trust myself and listen to my gut intuition because I know that everything that's within is everything I've always needed, everything I've always ever needed. It's time for me to bring that out and make that my superpower. Have a wonderful Tuesday, you guys. Go enjoy those tacos and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Taco a Tuesday. See you then.